the Dancepreneuring Studio, Session 42. Dance is delicious. Hi, and welcome to another session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. I'm so thrilled that you're joining me today. My name is Annette Bone, and the Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business. Every other week, and of course, this is another great week that I get to bring you some of the best and creative minds who are connected to the art of dance as they share their stories, their ideas, strategies, and tactics to help move your life and business forward. I have to start by thanking Benjamin Tyler for the five-star review that he gave me on iTunes. Thank you so much, Benjamin. And this is what he said. This is more than just about running a business. Annette does a great job talking about dance, running a business, and the struggles she has faced in her journey as an entrepreneur. She is open, insightful, and filled with value bombs. Great work. Thank you, Benjamin. I really appreciate you taking the time to review the podcast. And thank you so much for your kind words. I'm excited to get to this session. And in our Step to Success segment, what do sumo wrestlers and business have in common? Hmm. In our Dancer's Dialect segment, it's also a tool for cutting grain. In our Freestyle Flow segment, the worst costume you can wear. And in our feature presentation, Dance is Delicious, my interview with choreographer and entrepreneur from BC, Canada, Kirby Ray. Get ready for some tasty conversation. Hi, this is Kirby Ray. I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and the founder of Endorphin Rush Dance and Fitness. You are listening to the Dancepreneuring Studio with Annette Bone. It's profitable to be skillful and wise. Welcome to this week's Step to Success. A step to your success is anything that moves your life and business forward. Whether it's an app, a book, or an idea, you can apply something today that will help you succeed. So, what do sumo wrestlers and business have in common? Hmm. There are probably some commonalities, but I need to give further thought about what that would be, actually. But there is one obvious thing that they have in common, and that is the word sumo in AppSumo, which is an awesome online resource. Everyone loves a good deal, right? If you're looking for some great apps and other business-related tools and resources, check out AppSumo, and I've linked it in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 042. I love how they describe their company on their About section. Check this out. This is what they put. AppSumo is a medley burrito of the greatest, geekiest products for entrepreneurs. We work tirelessly to find the most innovative, creative, and practical stuff out there and aim to bring them to you directly and affordably. They have great deals for both free resources and reasonably priced tools, such as email templates, checklists, video trainings, and so much more. You have to check them out. And now, Life and Business Connect with the Dancer's Dialect. The Dancer's Dialect is the dancer's language. I share dance terminology across different genres so you can see the correlations in your life and in your business. When most people hear the word sickle, they think of the word for the tool that is used to harvest grain. Did you know that sickle is also a term used in dance when a dancer's foot is misshaped? It's not really the best thing for aesthetic lines that are needed in ballet, and it can also lead to incorrect muscles over time. 
I've linked two articles from the Ballet Hub and Dance Spirit magazine in the show notes at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 042. So you can see the differences between a sickled foot and a properly aligned foot in some technical exercises. There are things you can do to correct this, such as using a TheraBand, and this will also help with the aesthetic lines and functionality, but it also helps with the proper weight transfer and transitions that are necessary for more advanced steps. A proper foundation in dance means that you are intentional about not sickling your feet and getting the right training so that you can do these advanced steps and continue developing to the best of your abilities as a dancer. The same goes for life and business, and I love this quote by Henry David Thoreau as follows. If you have built castles in the air, your work need not be lost. That is where they should be. Now put the foundations under them. And now anything goes with Freestyle Flow. What's on your mind today, Annette? We just had Halloween, so I thought it was appropriate to bring up the worst costume that anyone can wear. And what is that? It's being an energy vampire, also known as an energy sucker or just a plain negative person. They can suck the life right out of you when you're in their company. And when I've been around them and then leave their presence, I can physically feel that something is off. And then I get tense and then I need to do a lot of deep breathing and recompose myself. Energy vampires can be overly dramatic and they find fault with everything and everyone. Nothing is their fault. They complain chronically. They want you to make their problems your problems. And you might have good intentions and think you can fix them, but save your breath and save your energy. I've linked an article written by Dr. Sophie Henshaw from Perth, Australia on psychcentral.com in the show notes at annettebone.com forward slash 042 on how to avoid being drained by energy vampires. And I couldn't help but laugh because at the end, she gives you an energy vampires quiz to take on how well you'll do against an energy vampire. Kind of interesting, right? We can't completely avoid these energy vampires, but we can limit our contact with them. And most importantly, don't be an energy vampire yourself. Now that you're warmed up, get ready to go full out with our feature presentation. I still get so excited interviewing these amazing dancers and choreographers that are entrepreneurs. And I stumbled upon this awesome individual in one of the Facebook groups that I'm a part of that has a diverse array of amazing entrepreneurs. I know I use amazing a lot, right? But it's just, I'm just so thankful to meet these people and get to know them and hear their genius and learn from them. And so today I am going to bring you Kirby Ray, who is a dancer, a choreographer, an educator, an entrepreneur. She has some projects in the works that I think it's just very exciting to hear about. And she is the founder of Kirby Snell Dance and Endorphin Rush Dance and Fitness in Vancouver, BC. Now, before I bring her on, I have to say, well, actually, I'll just bring her on right now. Kirby, are you ready? You want to join me now? I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wanted, you know, I wanted to say something. But I thought, okay, let me introduce you first because I have to tell you, first of all, I love Canadians. You guys are awesome. (laughs) Every person I've met from Canada has been, oh my gosh, you guys are some of the nicest people I've ever encountered. Oh my goodness. To a fault. (laughs) (laughs) So I, you know, and um, I have some friends that live in Vancouver and they're always like, you know, come on, you know, you got to come and visit because I know it's such a beautiful city, right? Oh, it's gorgeous. And are the arts very prevalent up there as well? Seems like it is. You know, it's a, 
I actually wouldn't say it's too prevalent. It's um, we have to compete with the mountains and the hikers and the people on ah. the ocean, and and I think the arts takes a takes a back seat. <laughs> oh gosh, I'm surprised about that. Oh yeah. my goodness, I still want to visit though. I I've just I've seen oh, pictures, too. you know. So yeah, I love you guys. The Canadian, you guys are awesome. <laughs> oh, yes, come, come visit. Okay, it's good. lovely. <laughs> awesome. So I, I'm excited to get into these questions. Tell us the most impactful lessons you've learned in your dance and entrepreneurial journey. Uh, with dance, I've learned that it's it's important to have something that you stand for and something you want to bring to the table for every project or every class or style. Uh, with Endorphin Rush, we, we have classes from preschool ballet all the way up to burlesque. There's dance fitness programming, and everything has something very particular to it, which makes it unique. With preschool ballet, what we have is um, we, we embrace mistakes and embrace creativity and and falling down and getting back up and feeling that it's okay to make mistakes. And we want to to nurture that mindset really early. With the dance fitness, it is to push yourself so hard that you end up having a literal endorphin rush. And with the burlesque, it's to 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 feel the the sensuality of the movement, of the playfulness, and to uh, to have it a, as a goal right at the get go, and be very very clear to the participants that this is what we're going for, and and hoping to to get through in the other end all right. Yeah. And on the business side, I have to say one one really important lesson that I learned was that it's difficult to go from branding yourself to branding a company. I used to be the the only person doing the choreography and instructing, and now I have seven instructors that are working with me. And when we first started introducing the new instructors and started introducing the name Endorphin Rush, a lot of people were upset when they expected that I was going to come and suddenly there was a new instructor. So I think it's, um, it's important if you're planning to, to have a business that's going to expand, start off with that expansion in mind and to, to work from there. Brought up some very important points that I think that if all dance studios would embrace this, I think that they would have a higher retention in their students. And and from the get go, when you were talking about how you instill the mindset as young as the preschoolers that it's okay to make mistakes and you don't have to be perfect. And I I so appreciate that because I remember when I started my dance training, it was never about that. It was like, you get it now and you're not good enough if you don't get it right away. And so it really messes with your mindset. And I think it holds you, at least for me, it really held me back in a lot of areas, but there were other factors as well. And I was young. And so I didn't really know how to dissect, you know, what I paid attention to. And just, you you know, when you're young, you take in all this information and you trust people that are supposedly going to be mentoring you. And so I really think that's huge that you from the get go that you're already doing that. And then also just with the adults too, and just, you know, pushing them. And I, I love the name of your business. I mean, it just, the branding you did really great with that, by the way. Oh, um, thank you. Kirby. So <laughs> I love that. I, I mean, you, you seem, you cater very well to your clientele. And so since you have classes for all ages, is there a demographic that is the majority in your studio? And why do you think that is? And are you intentionally marketing more to that demographic? You want to talk a little bit more about that? Oh, yes. Um, 
Uh, for in terms of demographic, with class numbers, we have more preschool ballet classes than anything, and I think that's because every, <laughs> well, not every, but a, a whole lot of mothers want to see their daughters in tutus. So um, it's a it's quite a popular program. Um, but in terms of number, it's the dance fitness that is has really taken off, and we get high numbers of uh, participants coming in. and And I've had some participants with me for for three, four, five years, and they come weekly. and It's it's always a challenge to find new songs and new new choreography for those <laughs> participants because they know <laughs> all my stuff. Oh gosh, uh, but. Um, <laughs> but what's what's happening now is there's a there's a major shift with with schools with elementary and high schools. Our company is being hired a lot to go into schools and to work with the phys ed departments, where instead of having having basketball or or track or this or that, they'll have us come in and we'll do either Zumba or dance boot camp or hip hop for one or two or three weeks. And, and we work with the kids and, and with that, it's also showing them that there are these activities that they can explore. And it's something that they can even do at home in their bedrooms, whenever they want, if they just put on the music and move, oh, like it's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. And it, I think it's so necessary to have that in schools, especially, I don't know if it's like this in Canada, but here in the U.S., there are, it, you know, arts is always the first to go when they're yes. trying to do budget cuts and that kind of thing. And I don't know all the information on that, but it's such, it's so unfortunate because, you know, at, you know, we both agree that dance is so incredible for so many different things. Mm -hmm. And to introduce that to especially kids that may not have the experience of going to classes yet and yeah. You bringing that to them, I think, oh, what a blessing. Oh, my goodness. That's exciting. Oh, I absolutely agree. And even even more so, you're right. Like The arts are, are getting cut big time and the first to go always. But I found even with, um, with really strong athletic teams, they want to bring in dance instructors to help work with their athletes on, um, on coordination, on mm. – um, yeah, pretty much coordination and stamina. We've worked with soccer players. We've done Latin dance with soccer players to work on footwork and just to 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 get them trying new things and going faster and different. And they found uh, it it's helped a lot. And also figure skaters to work with figure skaters to um, well, actually, I, I was hired for for a figure skating team to break them out of their shell. They were. They were beautiful figure skaters, but they were very safe. And uh. so they had me come in and they, they wanted me to, to do Zumba, to do hip hop, to do contemporary and try different things just to, to allow them to explore all of the options and to, to feel comfortable in taking up space and being like, boom, here I am and this is what I do. And I'm going to put on a performance while I do my turns and twists and everything else that amazing figure skaters do on ice. It's been yes. really cool. That's I think it's really cool that you work not only with people that don't dance, but dancers and then also people that you you know that obviously see the benefit of dance in their sport or their profession. So that's oh, that's really cool. Thank you. And you know even autistic students. I've worked a lot with um with schools that that have um children with special needs or with um, autistic kids that are coming to the classes. And it's it can be very 
very comforting to them because with dance, they don't have to look people in the eye. They don't have to speak and they can feel the music and they can move and it's very freeing. And, and that's been eye opening. I, I had no idea that, that it could be so helpful and it could be so perfect. I suppose yeah. just in, in terms of their comfort, it's, it's lovely. It's lovely to see, but yeah, try to, really branch out and not just cater to to dancers. It's interesting that you brought that up because a friend of mine, actually, I had her a couple of weeks. Um, I interviewed her and she has developed a whole program. It's in her. It's really her life's mission now to work with special needs kids with dance. And she already has oh, a successful cool. program teaching da- dance and hip hop and, and stuff to elementary school aged kids, but now she's branching out into that sector. And and it's so needed. And as you can see, you've experienced, you've experienced it yourself. Mm -hmm. So I, that's what I love. What I'm rediscovering about dance is that it's not just about being in a video or being in a commercial, although Mm -hmm. all that stuff is great. I'm off. I'm definitely for performing and all that other stuff, but because it's such a beautiful art that can be used in so many different ways. And for so many different people, I'm just rediscovering like oh my goodness there's just so much available for dance to do good yes so I'm so thankful that you shared that thank you that leads us perfectly into the next question and you've said that dance is far more about the feeling of the movement as opposed to what it looks like can you talk more about that well with dance I think that if what you're doing looks cool it's definitely the the, the cherry on top. But in terms of, of physically moving and, and working your body, it's important that you feel the motion and you you enjoy it. I, in particular, um, I love hip grinds and rib isolations. I think it just feels, it feels delicious. It feels outside of the everyday movement. And if you can find choreography or movements which allow you to explore the different parts of your body, you just get so much more out of it. And dance should not hurt. I know it often does. You can do jumps and twists and turns and and land really hard and it can be painful. But while I'm thinking now, like I'm 31 and I just want to feel good. <laughs> so it's... um. I, I do think it's more important if you're if you're dancing to to enjoy how it feels as opposed to muscling your way through pain. I don't think it's worth it anymore. Because a lot of people dance because it feels good. So if it doesn't feel good, they're not going to want to do it, right? <laughs> so, and that's that's probably why you have the longevity of your you know some of your clientele because you make them feel good in class. So that says a lot about what you do, Kirby. So it's awesome. You've also said that comparing yourself to other dancers will not make you a better dancer. Can you give us your thoughts on that as well? Yes, absolutely. If you are in the studio, if you're training, if you're working on choreography with a group, if you have your eye on another dancer and you're checking out what they're doing, you're always going to be one step behind. You need to put on blinders like a a racehorse and you need to focus in on exactly what you're doing, exactly what the the choreography is and what's expected, and not care at all about what anyone else is doing. If the choreographer wants to make changes, they'll tell you. 
if you need improvement, they'll tell you. You don't have to look at it comparing yourself to another person to try to find where your error or where your um, advancement may lie. I think that's huge because dance in itself can be a very competitive activity. And Mm -hmm. it's so easy to compare that, you know, like, oh, my leg doesn't go as high as hers or my turns are not as good as hers or she looks better or he looks better doing this. And it can be very self-defeating. So I'm so glad that you brought Mm -hmm. that up and that, you know, that that um, thought is very prevalent in your marketing materials. Now we're going to go through the what I call the dance printing quick steps. So I have three quick questions and you have to tell me what comes to your mind. Uh, The first thing. okay? Okay. Are you ready? (laughs) I am ready. Uh, Dance style you haven't tried, but you would like to. Ooh, dance style I haven't tried. I would like to try, I think, tango. Oh, yeah, yeah that sounds fantastic. I had someone else say tango, too. It just It's a, it's such a beautiful dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just sensual and smooth. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yes. I yeah. love to watch it. I love watching tango dancers. Favorite dancer and why? Favorite dancer, Wade Robson. Oh, yes. Although he's not really in the dance scene right now, right? I haven't seen really much of anything really in the no. last couple of years. Yeah, no, he's uh, he's on the, the choreography side. But when he moves, oh, oh I, I grew up watching him and I, I would just get goosebumps. So so just for that, he's like a, a teenage crush. <laughs> <laughs> dance style that currently describes your day and why i'd say dance hall yeah dance hall because some days are pretty staccato i i do a lot of studio jumping and it can be quite start stop start stop and other days it just flows so nice Mm, that is a good analogy oh yeah i i've taken dance hall a couple of times and it's not easy to be to it is not easy it's a different feel for sure <laughs> yes yeah there there are a lot of steps in dance hall where it uh it it doesn't it doesn't go with the flow and making mm-hmm. sense you, your arms will go in an opposite direction but oh it it's well oh, I love it I've started just taking classes and I'm obsessed right now oh awesome yeah I have a friend who specializes in dance hall and she's pretty much traveling a lot now teaching and performing and choreographing and she just she has the body for it and it's just it totally suits mm-hmm. her so yeah it's 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 beautiful to watch too it's a, it has a really cool feeling to it like what you were saying about it feels good right it's a it's a feel good dance style yes yes absolutely if people want to connect with you where can they find you uh you can find me at um Online at www.kirbysnelldance.com. Also, I'm on Facebook at um, it's Endorphin Rush Dance and Fitness Worldwide, and also Instagram, Endorphin Rush Dance, and Twitter, Endorphin Dance. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kirby, for being on the podcast. It has truly been a pleasure to talk to you and learn more about you and your business. And I'm excited to see what's coming up. Oh, thank you, Annette. The pleasure is absolutely mine. It's been just wonderful. Thank you. I'm so honored. Yep, I love these conversations. And now I have a question for you, of course. 
Do you think that comparison makes you a better dancer? Do you think it makes you a better entrepreneur? I would love to get your feedback at AnnetteBone.com forward slash 042, where you'll also find the show notes to this session. And I would really appreciate if you would go to iTunes or Stitcher Radio and subscribe, rate and review this podcast so I can continue improving the podcast. And I would love to give you a shout out on a future session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Until next time, I pray that you have an exceptional week and more blessings than you can imagine. I look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. This has been a session of the Dancepreneuring Studio. Find the archives of this show at annettebone.com slash podcast or on iTunes. Contact Annette at annettebone.com. This podcast copyright by annettebone.com and dancepreneuring.com. All rights reserved. The Dancepreneuring Studio is the place where dance inspires life and business.